Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. What is up, everybody? Episode number 89, Standing Brothers Show. I know you're excited. I know that I'm excited, everybody. Um, Look, look, are you so excited? Because we so excited up here. I hate you. Stop it. I hate... Folks, we're having, we're having a great time. We're having a fantastic. You wasted forty five of my 40, 45 minutes of mine with that stupid Rebecca Black video and that stupid it's that fr- stupid iDubs video you just showed me. Look, it's Friday, Joe. You, you we we gotta get so excited. You gotta get down. It's Friday at four at four o'clock in the afternoon. You gotta you get gotta down. You gotta get down on Friday, okay? Rebecca Black told us. You know, for the last couple of weeks, you have showed me you have played that video before we get started. <laughs> what he does, he'll play the video, and as soon as it's over, we go right. It's record. That's right. It's kind of kind of sets the mood. It doesn't um, set any mood. It makes yes, me mad. It, listen, you have to get excited. You have to be ready, okay? And there's ready no, for what? You got to get ready to 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 do to do the podcast, okay? Look, Rebecca Black, ten years ago. Look, look, that song turns ten years old this year. It's the it should it have died the day for, it came out. It's been around for a decade, a decade. Just remember, say it one more time so the people at home really understand. A decade. Look, where were you when you first heard that song? It's Hopefully kinda, asleep or dead. How could you have been dead 10 years right? ago? <laughs> that song is stupid. That doesn't make any sense. That's the but what does, it doesn't make any sense like the song. But what, but what does make sense is following us on Twitter. That makes sense. Yeah. Stan Brothers Show. You can follow me at jstanberg underscore. You can follow Joe at Joe Stanberg. You can see our latest exchange about that stupid, horrible song. It, look, haters going to hate. Because just because, listen, just because you ain't getting down on Friday doesn't mean you gotta hate other people getting down on Friday. You can also um, join the website down below, links below. You can, you can go get a cool T-shirt. You can also uh, let's follow my Substack and also hey, go check out the Joe Show. Um, he's been killing it. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to to the Joe Show. He kind of talks a little bit about, about politics, but also some other stuff as well. Well, thank you, I appreciate um, that. No, I think you're doing awesome. Um, uh, w- yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know where I was, where I was going to go with that. Um, but uh, we might be having some changes to the show as far as scheduling and as far as um, who will be on each episode as Joe begins a new um, job next week, which, which will require him to work all day on Friday. So we're not sure what the Friday show will look like. We're kind of brainstorming some ideas. Um, possibly doing a show on Thursday and then just releasing it for the Patreon subscribers on Friday and everyone else on Saturday as per usual. Um, but I'm not sure if we're going to do that just because of anything that's late breaking and also with our schedules. Um, I feel the idea around of doing a live stream kind of just hangout show with me where I'll talk about a few topics, but those of you who can um, um, join the show on Friday, I'll just live stream it. And um, that'll just go out on Friday to everybody. Everyone can just that'll I'll, I'll release it the next day. I'll just take 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 the, take the audio and release it the next day. Um, that's an idea as well. Um, but if you guys want to let us know what you guys want to see on the Friday show, we're open to ideas right now. Um, the Friday show also just might be a traditional show, just like this, uh, but it'll be just me because um, Joe'll be working. So the, those are some ideas. Um, if you have any other thoughts or 
or anything that says, hey, that'd be a pretty cool idea, Jacob. Let's check that one out. Or if you say, hey, I don't want to, you know, do a live stream and, and listen and stare at your ugly face all day. That's, that's cool, too. You know, I might cry a little bit, but it's okay. I'll manage. That'll be good. What are your thoughts over the first? Uh, I, I, we're cooking up something really good. Yeah. Uh, we've got something in, on the stove right now. We're we're letting it sit, letting it marinate, letting letting it simmer. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> Monday probably probably what's going to end up happening is that Jacob will just take over Fridays. I'll continue to do Wednesday, and then Monday we'll be together. Monday might be like the big show, the big show, and then the Joe show and the Friday. Episode. It's going to be the weekend review on Monday. So yeah, that's essentially what it might be. We might just save all the all the big topics for the Monday show, and yes. then. Um, but we're not sure yet. We're still kind of playing we're, we're around. We're cooking with it up it. real good. Yeah. Um, I don't really think there's a wrong path we can take with this, so um, I feel mm. good about that. There's definitely a wrong path. Well, no, nah, within within reason. I think that if, <laughs> I think that we think that we have well, we could, have a lot of creative freedom. What I'm saying is you could just quit, but no, we're not going to do that. No, <laughs> I'm not saying quit. I'm just saying that we have an opportunity to do something cool. Something special, something different. Something special, something different. It's never been seen before, possibly. Well, everything has been seen, except the inside of a black hole. No. You can't see inside of a black hole. It's impossible. Y- yes, I know that, but not everything has been seen before. Is, is that what you said? Yes. Oh. This is this is this is going absolutely nowhere fast. I'm gonna use a business you term. Tell, and you I'm can gonna, tell it's Friday. I'm gonna use a business term and say, okay, we're getting off topic. Let, let's all get back on topic and let's let's do this correctly. So, well, what are the topics today? Well, you know, we're gonna talk about a little bit of some financial stuff and a little bit of things that involve you know, the monies, and the banks, and the Jeromes. Man, you need to get a new job. Word. <laughs> Cover of the Wall Street Journal for today. Inflation jumps to 13-year high. Uh, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it, folks. Move along. Move along. Just that. What's that? What's that thing from Men in Black when he's just like, you? You didn't see anything. Oh yeah, the, the yeah. neuralizer. The neuralizer. That's yeah, that, that's what. That's when what they that put is. on those cool sunglasses. You just look up at him, Jacob. <laughs> the stars. They're just they're just little. D- <laughs> you, need some, you need some pie. What's the uh, the stars always remind me from from Shrek when he's just like the stars don't tell us what the stars don't tell the future they tell stories. Remember that? How when, do we go from Men in Black to Shrek? Keep read 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 the article. So <laughs> we are complete. Why, why are we so goofy today? Look, so the reason why we're goofy is because when we first started the show and the little intro was rolling, I went to swing my arm on, on the boom mic and it made like a squeaky noise and you can hear it. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not, but that's what I did it like twice and Joe lost it. Because um, usually we're quiet until the intro starts cutting out. Um, but that, that's probably a little more goofy than usual. But look, this is a very serious show. Very serious Talking show. Talking about inflation here. Come on. Very serious show. Money. Done by two very educated people on this man. <laughs> well, who you maybe. should be listening to 100%. Um, cover the Wall Street Journal, folks. Inflation jumps to 13-year high. May price increase was 5% as economic rebound from virus lockdowns accelerated. Um, so what exactly does this mean? So um, as if you are if you follow the, the financial news, watch CNBC, which I do not recommend, or you read the Wall Street Journal, um, again, you would which have, he doesn't recommend. I don't. I don't recommend it. I just enjoy it because it's it's comical. It's there's some there's there's some okay stuff in here, um, but this is the cover of it. 
Um, we had the numbers for May came out as far as the CPI, and um, they were looking at an estimate of I think it was zero point one or no, sorry, zero point six is what they were looking at. We got an increase of zero point eight, which is an increase. It's a, it beats the estimates, not in a good way, of course, but a bad way. But what we're sitting at right now is a year-over-year increase of five percent, which is the highest it's been in thirteen years. Um, the Wall Street Journal it did include a little chart of the of the CPI index over the past um, twenty years, and you can see that between uh, 2020 and 2021, it has skyrocketed, um, unlike any other year prior. There hasn't been this there hasn't been this much increase in the CPI in the last twenty years, and you can see there's a clear indication of that. Um, this is just further. I know that we did a further. I know we did an older episode about um, the CPI numbers that came out in the month of April, and to be expected, we're probably going to see another increase in the month of in the month of June. Uh, this is what's going to happen. This is as, as a result of the Fed's policy of just easy money, low interest rates. This is the effect of that. This is what I've been saying. Look, we said this last year. We said that if you keep these interest rates low and you keep this money flowing, that you're going to see an increase in the prices. And we're finally beginning to start seeing that now. Um, but if you were to read on in the journal or you to read on in these other publications, they would say, oh, nothing to worry about. This kind of stuff happens all the time. It's transitory. It happens all the time. A 5% year-over-year consumer price index. Yeah, that happens all the time. Even though the, the CPI in itself is structured to hide a lot of the inflation you wouldn't see. Like a, like a case in point is that prices want to naturally fall. That's capitalism. You want to you capitalism is you have an increase in quality and a lowering of the price. That's the natural occurrence of capitalism. So, if you have a zero CPI, that can be very very misleading because someone would look at that and say, "Oh, well there's no inflation because prices haven't Moved. Gone up. They haven't moved. Well, no. In fact, we don't know if prices were going to fall. Let's say let's say prices were going to fall three percent, but that three percent of inflation hides it. So they're like, okay, well the prices aren't increasing, so you might as well just just, just keep going, print on, keep uh, just keep stay the status quo, maintain. Keep the status on printing. Quo. Keep on printing. I did find it funny that the, the journal actually included that on the front cover. Um, usually they would have buried that. Um, below something that is like, something that is concerning and that should concern people is the fact that the market's reaction to this sparked a rally. So we saw a rally in all the major indexes and in these high high growth stocks. We saw um, we saw in, in in the tech sector and everything else. We saw increases in the share price and all these companies, and uh, that is because they think that we're just gonna keep going. Uh, there's there's no sign from the Fed um, that once they saw the number come out, once they saw the Fed wasn't going to do anything. Well, it, it's a it party's on. The, the music is still playing. The music's still playing. We got to keep dancing because the markets keep going up. So you, 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 if you're not in the markets right now and you're not buying uh, these high flying tech stocks or these these high growth um, th- companies that make no money right now and have no products, but they're it's all speculation. Uh, you're not making money right now. So, go ahead. Well, I was just saying that if you were to listen to CNBC, we watched Jim Cramer last night. Yeah. And he was saying that uh, he thinks Jay Powell, because he's a big, you know, Powell guy. He's, you know, he's a, he's a Powell toady. Um, 
uh, he was saying that you, you can explain a lot of the reasons why you're seeing inflation in certain sectors, right? The chip shortages. Well, we've had problems with China and other factories. So a factory in Japan burned down. There's a lack of workers, things like that. You look at the uh, sale, the prices for used automobiles. Well, because of the chip shortage, people are having to buy used cars versus new cars. So that pushes the price of used cars up. We look at you look at lumber and things in construction. Well, there's a lack of workers. There's a, there's a whole thing that goes on here. So he's saying that these things will eventually work themselves out. And my point is, and I think Jacob's point is, well, what if you're wrong, Jim? What if it? What if it, What if we get back to you know normal employment, things like that, and the prices don't go come down? What do you do then? So I think it's very short-sighted to to think that oh, this is just transitory. Jay Powell's on the right track. These things will just work themselves out. It may not be that way. It may. It may. It may be a big deal. Um, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, that's the thing I was saying um, last night watching Kramer. Which, if if you know if you know Jim Kramer, he is about as bullish on the markets as anyone can be. Um, he there, he is he is not a bear on anything, which is fine if you want that point of view. That's why I sometimes will listen to him. Is like I, I want the most bullish perspective possible, so I know how to counter it with the most bearish perspective possible, like a. Like like a Peter Schiff who's as bearish in the market. He's always yeah, in hibernation. Always in hibernation, which is it's a fine position. Like you can make plenty of money doing that as well. But but the the issue though is that um, he says he's not sounding the alarm. He is not um, Kramer. Kramer Kramer's not sounding the alarm. Peter's definitely. He's been doing that for the last several years, and he's um, and in the end, Peter Schiff will be right on all of this. But uh, you're not seeing anyone on CNBC, anybody freaking out, anyone um, saying this is a big deal, this is a problem, because they know they got to keep they got to keep this whole party going. But the the issue that people who 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 may counter this and say, oh well, all the experts say that it's it's fine, don't worry about it. The moment that they say it's an issue, it's too late. The moment that Powell says, oh well, inflation's really really bad, and we have caused a big issue, it's too late. There's nothing they can do at this point. There really isn't anything that they they could do that would slowly get the air out of that out of this bubble deflated to the point where we're not going to have a catastrophic meltdown, which is where we're headed right now. Uh, you you can't print a quarter of all the U.S. dollars ever been made in 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 twelve months and not see some kind of effect. It's impossible. It violates every law of economics. You can't do that. So a zero hedge, of course, is the first place I went to when I saw this. Is um, They had um, an article entitled, Five Reasons That the Raging Inflation Crisis is Accelerating. Um, zero hedge is also one of these perpetual bear places as well. So just keep that in mind if you wanted, um, if you want, I guess... Uh, transparency or you wanted um, like full full like disclosure and honesty so there's five reasons why um that zero hedge thinks that um the inflation is real and it's getting worse and worse and worse um there was a poll done by cm number one there was a poll done by cnbc um that was conducted to to people who had over a million dollars in investable assets? So basically, they're 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 millionaire in in liquid assets or assets that they can um, tie to their net worth. And sixty five percent of millionaires said they are concerned about inflation as a result of government spending money. Now, 
as 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 Zero Hedge correctly states, that inflation doesn't really hurt millionaires per se. Like I, I, it might a little bit, but who it's going to affect is the person who's living paycheck to paycheck. Um, who at the end of the at the end of their pay period, they got no money left between all their bills and food and everything else. They have no money left to save. There is nothing left. So a 5% increase in the cost of food or 5% increase in the cost of gasoline could make or break a lot of things for them. Maybe they can't go get their car fixed. Maybe they can't go fix that leaky pipe or something like that because there is no money left. If you see a 5 or 10% increase in their in their living expenses, that's 5% or 10% less of, of, of funds that they were going to spend elsewhere. So if you have millionaires that are concerned about this, 34% said that they were very concerned. So if you have the millionaire class, the people who really won't be affected by this by a whole lot because, okay, what's the living expenses of um, a 5 or 10% increase in living expenses going to do to someone who uh, makes 100K a year? Okay, maybe I won't, you know, go out to eat twice a week. Maybe I'll go out to eat once a week. Like you're not talking about a dire circumstance where you're not or someone who's living paycheck to paycheck and now you're saying, oh, well, everything's going to increase 10 percent for you. (laughs) Whoops, sorry, but but your pay won't increase 10 percent, which is everything else is going to increase 10 percent. I think that's uh, concerning. Um, The second one is um, the fact that some of these some of these big banks are beginning to wake up to it. Uh, Deutsche Bank. Those who don't know, one of the biggest banks in the world, Deutsche Bank, um, they um, wrote an article that was going around around the uh, around the uh, Twitterverse and everything, saying that um, that they are worried about inflation and that it is leaving the global economy sitting on top of a time bomb. Uh, they are quoted saying, "We are worried that inflation will make a comeback. We still remember how some society." Some societies and ec- economies were threatened by high inflation 50 years ago, referencing the 1970s. The most basic law of economics, the ones that have stood the test of time over millennia, have not been suspended. The explosive growth in debt financed largely by central, central banks will lead to higher inflation. It may take a year longer until 2023, but inflation will reemerge. And while it is, ab- it is admirable, that the patience is due to the fact that the Fed's priorities are shifting towards social goals. Neglecting inflation leaves global economies sitting on top of a time bomb. So you got Deutsche Bank saying that, hey, problems. there's problems here. It's, it's, it is a noble cause trying to help out um, some of these social um, goals and trying to help out um, people who in this time of a pandemic. Look, I, I, I get it. I understand. It. I don't disagree with it, but I understand it. You can't. There, there, there are laws of economics that you you, you cannot break. It, it will happen. The pursuit, the pursuit of trying to save an economy by doing whatever the Fed was doing will, in turn, be worse. That's why I've always said that the economic fallout of the Fed's actions will be worse than the virus. Everyone called me crazy, coming downplaying the pandemic or whatever, because I was more concerned about the Federal Reserve spending as a response to all this and bailing out everybody. Uh, third, they said, um, the housing prices are continuing to, to soar into the stratosphere. 
in the U.S. These days, investment funds, wealthy individuals, and foreigners are all gobbling up homes, anticipating making huge profits. This is making things extremely difficult for the ordinary home bar, home borrow buyer. Can't speak today. This is concerning. Uh, you cannot look at the housing market right now, um, especially in, in these, these 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 areas that are very popular to move into, like like the Dallas and Miami area. Uh, this they had they had a guy on CNBC I was watching a, a while ago. Um, he was a he was a real estate inv- investor, and uh, he said that he's seeing homes in Miami sell for four times what they're worth. You have ordinary home buyers buying homes that are you know. 50 to 100 percent more than more than what they're worth and and maybe they can make the make those payments now at these rock bottom interest rates i think the interest rates right now are like at it's like at three percent for a 30 and four percent or something ridiculously low for these for, for these for these interest rates for, the, for these mortgages what happens if those if those interest rates double and the and the or even triple and the mortgage rates now are 10 15 percent which is probably where they should be because the market should should decide this. What happens? What happens then? Well, all of a sudden you can't afford this home anymore because you paid way too much for it, and your interest rate just spiked up. This is what happened in two thousand eight. You had people who had no business getting loans and buying too much house they couldn't afford. Well, now you have people who are buying homes that are extremely overvalued, and the moment that the the moment that the house um, price falls and the value of it falls, people could be upside down on their homes. We're, we are headed towards a 2008 2.0. That's where we're headed. It wasn't that long ago. And, and no one learned their lesson. No one sat back at the Fed that the federal government said, hmm, this was really, really bad. <laughs> we caused this. The Federal Reserve and the U.S. government caused the housing bubble and caused the economic crisis in 2008, 7, 2009. That span. We are headed to a, a point of no return again. Like, y- y- there's there, there's no there's no logical sense in an, in uh, that falls within economic laws to pay three times more for a house and not expect that thing to, a sucker to fall at some point. That's like buying a stock for a company. Where its PE is three or four times higher than it should be. Don't be surprised when that thing drops a bunch. It's the same. It's the same thing. Don't be surprised when you start seeing massive foreclosures. All over again. Number four talks about the used car market and how the used car value index has shot up twenty six percent. Now I know that Jim talked about this on Mad Money last night. He was mentioning that this is due to a chip shortage because new cars are not are not um, as easily available right now. But again, it's the same thing. You have people buying being buying automobiles that are overvalued at rock. And the only reason why they're able to buy them is because it's because interest rates are nothing right now. You can get money for free basically. What happens when the price of those vehicles fall? The same thing with the housing market. Whenever they fall and people go upside down on these vehicles, they go upside down and they can't afford a new higher interest rate. That's what's the problem. Fifth, they talk about food prices um, as a surge. Um, you can you can attribute this to many different things. 
many different things you can contribute this to. Food prices are are continuing to soar. This is this is just um, across the nation. Zero Hedge gives an example of a Florida um, like fast food restaurant. They said that um, their their uh, cases of frozen chicken they buy have nearly tripled in the last year. That just doesn't happen. He doesn't have a tripling in, in, in that. This is due to to, 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 me, to many different factors. This is due to unemployment checks. People are not willing to work in these factories so they can produce less things. This is also due to people have more spent more expendable cash due to unemployment, stimulus checks. Some of these people never lost the job, never stopped working, and they still got $5,000 in stimulus checks. How much sense does that make? What happens when you give, when you take money out of thin air and you give some families five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 who never lost a job? Guess what they're going to do now? They're going to go out to eat more. They're going to go buy crap they don't need. They're going to buy things that were not producing and buy things with money that was not, that was, that was not earned through, through production and labor. That's inflation. That is textbook inflation. When money is created by out of thin air and it is not created through the production of a good or a service, that is inflation. That is what all of these stimulus checks were. That is what all this unemployment is. is. It is inflation into the market. And we're seeing it now. You're seeing all of these fast food places, all these big chains, record profits, all of them. You cannot go to a fast food place right now and not see a line around the building. Doesn't matter what it is, because they can't staff properly, because they can't compete with unemployment checks, and because people have expendable cash that they they honestly don't need. They didn't earn it, but it is going to be circulated into the market. So there is a higher demand on products, and there's a higher demand on products that are not being produced because of these unemployment checks. So you have a vicious cycle right now. You have, you have no supply and you have all this demand and the demand is only there because of free money we we are we are on a dangerous path right now and they're talking about another st- stimulus package or whatever um the, biden said it's not this not, not the only one the one that he passed most recently he said he said that it's not the only one so what is that going to look like are we going to give money people give people money forever what do you think, Joe? Well, I mean, at some point they're going to start pushing monies out of helicopters, uh, because well, so I saw a picture the other day, and it was I think it was in Venezuela, uh, where it was just a dumpsters full of cash, Venezuelan currency, because it's worthless, and that's largely the situation that they have created here. It's um, <clears throat> also another article I read about how the uh, the purchasing power of the dollar is is uh, going down, and it's at the lowest point it has been uh, since like 1985 or something, and those changes will be will most likely be permanent. Because it's not like, well, they can just take all this money back in, because if they do that, everything kind of crumbles around it. So they've basically created a lose-lose situation, and it doesn't do anybody any good to listen to people who are saying, oh, well, there's no downside, all there is is upside. Well, no, you have to prepare yourself for downsides because they eventually will come. If they're, whether, whether the situation it was inflation or not, 
Uh, there, there always will be a downside to some to everything. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you what you should do to prepare for that because I think you make your own decisions there. And quite frankly, I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble for telling you to buy this or buy that because I'm not a financial advisor. But I mean, you do you can't just take their word for it because uh, these people are trained liars. Their, their job is to lie to you. Uh, speaking about the Fed and all these other people, is because they can't they can't tell you the truth. Because if they told you the truth, then what's the point? Because if they said the truth, and everybody believed it, everything would crash, and they know they can't do that. So, uh, but yeah, but you you said everything that you know, I was on my mind. Then Jim brought up the example of how people are saying this is the this is the pre stages of the Weimar like um, Republic Republic, which if those of you who don't know. It's one of the most um, most recent examples of hyperinflation. Extremely hyperinflation where you would see people, you know, have wheelbarrows of the stuff to go buy a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk or what would be a liter of milk in Europe. Uh, yeah, just worthless cash. People would burn it um, to, to stay warm because it, it, it was worthless. The currency was worthless. Um, and Jim would say, oh, no, we're not, we're not the Weimar Republic. That's crazy. Um, even if you would look at charts of the inflation rate and the spending rate, even after some of their some of their like consumer price indexes that whatever they were using at the time, even if they they stabilized and they would you know level out at, at periods, they wouldn't stop printing. Do you think? Ask yourself: Do you think the government is just going to stop printing one day? Do you think they're going to say, you know what? We have to go back to sound economics. We have to stop printing. We got to stop having the Fed buy treasuries. We have to be responsible. We got to have balanced budgets. If you think all of that is going to happen, then sure, yeah. This is all. This is all. This is all transitory. All of these. All these spikes. Now, I will admit the CPI probably at some point may 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 come down. Prices in some of these areas probably will come down. Then that still does not. Def- this still does not take away the underlying cause, and that's the Fed's printing press. The fact that they're going to keep doing this. Do you think that Biden and 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 President uh, Kamala Harris, or whatever, they're going to wake up one day and say, "Hey, we need to be responsible. And we got to, you know, actually pay for what we're doing instead of borrowing it all." If you think that's going to happen, then you have nothing to worry about. If you think that's not going to happen, then everything that we are saying and everything that. Um, that we have been warning about is going to come true one day. It has to be it has to be one or the other. Either they'll do the right thing or, or they won't. And doing the right thing would send the country immediately into a recession. So of course they're not. So what 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 president wants to have that on their hands? Hey, we did the right thing, but you sent the country into recession and caused unemployment of millions and the mass for mass like foreclosures of millions. That's you won't get reelected on that, and your party will immediately lose. It, it it'll never happen. Responsibility won't happen. So, um, don't fight the Fed on this one. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay. <clears throat> Something else that happened that was uh, interesting. I saw um, this. This came across my uh, my uh, Twitter feed again, and uh, it was a New York Times article, and it says wealthiest executives paid little to nothing in federal income tax report says and i i read that and i'm like man good for them where can i where can i learn their tricks um you know where can i pay little to nothing in uh in federal income taxes that sounds awesome 
So it goes on to say that the, the 25 richest Americans, including Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, Elon Musk, paid relatively little and sometimes nothing in federal income taxes between 2014 and 2018, according to a new um, analyst report. Goes on to say further that um, they have that they have the um, percentages that some of them paid only like two to ten percent of their um, of their net worth or something like that, and um, that in, in some cases they, they they just avoided federal income tax altogether. Now, many on the left and many you know idiots on Twitter would go out there and say, "Oh, this is criminal." They should be locked up for this. Uh, there's a reason why they have not been locked up for this. <laughs> because they didn't break any laws. See, whenever you make, whenever you, whenever you make a, a, a tax code so complex and so dense that only lawyers are able to and accountants are only able to understand it, they'll find, they'll find loopholes. There's a reason why big business, people in Washington push for these these jam-packed tax codes. There's a reason why. And so they can find the loopholes and they can pay nothing while you're stuck with the bill. What was that? It was a it was a Carlin bit and it said that um that rich people pay no taxes, poor people pay no taxes. It's only like the middle class. Yeah. Cuz the fish people because the poor people <laughs> don't qualify to pay your taxes they get all the benefits the the rich find all the loopholes they don't pay anything and they don't contribute to anything to this I'm doing air quotes this system and the middle class are stuck with everything they don't get they don't they don't get any benefits and they have to pay it, the, the the large the large share of it uh this is a this is this is why they advocate for these these large dense tax bills that only lawyers can understand. But think about this also from another perspective. Is that these people got away with this. And there's no repercussions because they did all this legally. There were there were no laws broken. It, it's like when it was like when what's like whenever Trump um they had his taxes and he mm-hmm. paid like what seven hundred dollars or whatever in, yeah. in federal income taxes. It, the reason why he's not in prison is because he did it all legally. All this was done through loopholes. All this was done from that. And uh, uh, my response is, where can I? <laughs> can you guys teach me how to how to get rid of all this and teach me how to how to avoid um federal taxes and all this? But these are the same people, the same Democrats and the same progressives who are who are spitting mad. And who are have this righteous anger about, um, you know, Elon Musk or whoever not paying federal income taxes is this is the tax code they advocated for. This is the taxes they wanted. This is the result of all this government. This is the result of it. It's the fact that it's the fact that it is so complex that only an expert can understand it. So an expert will be well, an expert will be to find a, a loophole in anything. They'll be able to find an exploit. They'll be able to find a way to get around it every single time. Tax professionals will uh, know this thing front and back. They will know how to get you the maximum benefits. They will know um, that you'll pay the absolute least amount possible. The average Joe doesn't know how to do that. 
the average middle class person who files their taxes on TurboTax or whatever, they don't know all these exploits. They don't know all this. So you have a tax system set up by the elites who are benefiting the wealthiest among us. That That's not a coincidence. There's also another problem with this is that it's kind of puzzled me how these uh, ProBlica, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. how they get a hold of this information. Because the IRS Taxpayer Bill of Rights says taxpayers have the right to express that any information they provide to the IRS will not be disclosed unless authorized by the taxpayer or by law. Taxpayers have the right to expect appropriate action will be taken against employees, return papers, and others who wrongfully use or disclose taxpayer return information. So it's fascinating that this information about all these rich guys gets uh, gets published, and uh, the IRS doesn't really know how that happens. Was it was it leaked from the IRS to this uh, this place? Was it uh, did, did they ask for this information? And it's also interesting that this comes out at the same time that that President Joe Biden wants to increase taxes on these people. So here we have we have this this report that says, oh, Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos only paid less to close to 1% in uh, in taxes income tax over this span from 2018 to, from 2014 to 2018. Oh, can you imagine that? Oh, now we need to tax these people 75%. Whatever number he wants to put it at. Uh to me that's very uh suspicious how yeah. all that comes out at the same time and the 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 real uh the best thing about this was um I think Jeff Dice had a great from the Mises Institute, the, our, our president from the mm-hmm. Mises Institute had a great little article on this, and it, it's it is embarrassing to have private information published l- like this. Um, but he goes on to say that uh, it, it, isn't it funny? <laughs> isn't it funny that uh, you know they, people always ask the question like, well, how is this information gets released, and why is it always you know rich billionaires who gets their you know taxes released, right? He said, "Will we much rather have them investing their, uh, investing in their companies, or at least buying mega yachts or Gulfstream jets, rather than spending more resources to the black hole of uh, Washington D.C.? Why is it the public interest always uh, defined as things progressives like?" So isn't that funny? How how every time we, we we're always told that you know these guys should pay more for it in taxes because that's always a progressive talking point. Isn't that funny? Well, so so because because another thing about taxes, okay. So so what's a fair, what's a fair tax? Right. You can't write fair. Okay. This is a Michael Malice thing. You can't write a a talking point on a checkbook. Like he says that whenever teachers. Okay. Well, well, teachers need to make more money. Okay. Well, how much more? Ten percent more. You can't write that on a check. Yeah. You you can't write. Well, they need more on a check. Okay. You can't write fair and. You cannot write fair share on a, on a checkbook. So how much money do you want to rob from these people? Now look, um, look, does it does it kind of concern me that these people have all, all this money and they have all this power? Yes, there's something there's something to be concerned about, just from the fact that someone can have um, this much wealth and this much power over um over over industry and other people's lives. That to me sometimes um rubs rubs in the wrong way. But you have to realize they only got to this position because of crap like this. They got this position because a lot of the because the corporate America for the longest time now has been married to the state and they are now one. 
That's why you. That's why because monopolies do not form naturally. They're, they they can only form whenever there is incentive and whenever there is protectionism um, from from competition via government, whether that be um, via like regulations, licensing, all sort of things. Those those help big government. I'm sorry, big business, uh, and then those come through through via via the state. Uh, so you have people like 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 Biden and Warren saying, "Well, they got to they got to pay their fair share," which is what some people say, "What forty percent, fifty percent?" Okay, why not sixty? Like the, the, the we're talking about arbitrary numbers here. Well, even though Jeff Bezos, uh, over that, sp- that from 2014 to 2018, that time span, he made his net worth increase by to like ninety nine billion dollars over that period of time. Yeah, and he paid. In almost a billion dollars in taxes over that time. Okay, well, how much more? How much more does he have to pay? So, uh, Jeff goes on in this article. He says, no, the real scandal is this. Uh, Federal income taxes are almost entirely about control and not revenue. Uh, The Byzantine rules, selective enforcement, are precisely designed to keep ordinary people with limited means in, in mortal fear of the IRS. A tax audit like cancer can come out of nowhere and ruin your life. In some cases, it can land you in jail. Tax, enfor- tax enforcement is the ultimate check on the public's behavior. After all, who takes up the cause of a tax cheat? For middle-class Americans, the IRS is an ex- existential threat. For Jeff Bezos, it's just another business expense to be minimized. And this kind of gets into what you were saying earlier about inflation. And as for revenue, consider the Uncle Sam's borrowed nearly half of the dollars spent by Congress in fiscal 2020. With the COVID shutdowns, federal income taxes accounted to about uh, 38, or sorry, 3.42 trillion dollars, while the spending was 6.55 trillion. So, if the if the federal government can can finance 50 percent of its annual spending through deficits, why not 80? Why not 100? Why do we even need the IRS at all? If they can just spend money to cover the balance, then why do you, why do you need taxes at all? Uh, again, this is about control. Progressives will never give up the uh, the income tax for this very reason. Proponents of the modern monetary theory, or MMT, uh, for example, almost uniformly left progressives in political outlook. These are the people cheering for Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure program uh, because the, the fervent belief that deficits don't matter. So even if you were to tax all these guys at 100%, you were to take in trillions of dollars for that one year, it still wouldn't cover... The deficit still wouldn't cover the debt. So it's not necessary. So people are saying, well, how, they don't care about the roads. They don't want to pay for schools and all this, right? Well, even with the taxes we have now, what they take in for across the board from everybody doesn't pay the bills. So it's not about covering. It's not about paying the debt or the deficit. It's about control. It's 100% what it's about. And don't, don't take this as, oh, we're just a Bezos or Musk or Warren or Bloomberg fanboy. No, I really don't like some of those guys. I think they're bad. I think some of them are bad people. But doesn't mean you can just go in and take all their money either. doesn't mean the value and the jobs that they create aren't worthwhile having. It doesn't mean – I would much rather these guys go around the world in their golf streams and you know land helicopters in their super yachts than for them to send money into D.C., because that money that's being sent into D.C. is not being dealt with properly. They're still running deficits. No matter how much, if you were to confiscate every single dollar that these guys had, we would still run deficits. So what what are we doing here? It is about control. It's not about revenue. No, it's not. 
and 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 that that's why when I say when I make when they make the fair share argument, like okay, it doesn't matter if you tax them two hundred percent. You 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 make them work for the governments, right? Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't cover the doesn't pay the bills. Now, uh, my my response of this, of course, was um, that I posted. <laughs> posted a gif of uh, ron swanson saying that it's the one from parks and rec and he says that i'm really proud of you um because my stance on anybody who was able to evade taxation is a reason to celebrate and a reason to 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 give praise um of course that's not popular with people even even some people that i know um say that oh that's criminal and oh oh, that's well no they didn't break any laws (laughs) clearly because uh uh, they're not in prison right now, so they didn't break any laws. So, any time that you can avoid taxation is a very good is a very good thing, and it should be celebrated. I don't care who it's I don't care who it's by. It should be celebrated, and it should be encouraged, in my opinion. Uh, figuring and figuring out ways to avoid taxes. Um, look, the government doesn't like it whenever you avoid taxes and you avoid paying your fair share. Just talk to, just. Just talk to Peter Schiff's dad. Yeah, really. Uh, he was not exactly uh, beloved by the federal government. Um, he's his his one of his books where he gives out a full detailed guide on how to avoid taxation uh, is one of the few books actually banned in America. It's not allowed. You're not allowed to print it. Not allowed to. I think I think I don't think think you're allowed to even own it. Um, it's it's an illegal book. So I think it should be celebrated. I think that we should we should make this the norm. Uh, figuring out ways to to and look, everyone does it. <laughs> you, it. Nobody pays more in taxes than they absolutely have to. And if you do, or if you say, "Hey, you know, Turbo Tax can save me eight hundred dollars in my taxes," but you know what? The government needs that more than me. Nobody has ever done that in the history of the world. Bernie Sanders itemizes his taxes. Yes. Everybody pays as little as possible. You know what? Do you know the only difference between you using TurboTax or whatever software to pay the least amount as possible and them is they have the money to pay for the best accountants and the best tax lawyers in the world to make sure they pay little to nothing. That's what you don't have. You don't have expendable money to go and make sure you pay almost nothing. If you did, would you do that? Honestly, ask yourself, if you had the ability to pay no money in federal taxes, would you do it? Everybody should be raising their hand right now because you know you would. And don't sit there and say, oh, well, I think it's a it's a very noble gesture to have, you know, 15% of all of my income seized from me at gunpoint. Uh, it, it, no. Yeah. Uh, ta- paying taxes is not patriotic. We saw this when Trump's taxes ca- came out. If paying taxes is patriotic, then I guess um, Sam Adams is a freaking commie. Because <laughs> uh, the man literally uh, destroyed a government property to protest taxes. And it was like a 2 or 3% T-tax well, or whatever. If paying taxes is patriotic, then... You shouldn't have any deductions. You should not itemize. No. You should pay the full amount, and you shouldn't complain about it. Yeah, if it's patriotic. So uh, then, then for people who see it differently, then you can't complain about it because oh no, you're being patriotic. Look at me. You should post whenever you pay your taxes. I didn't itemize. I didn't take any deductions. Look at me. I'm the real patriotic one here. No, if you're not doing that, and um, it it it, sh- it, it it's it is a wonderful wonderful thing. And you may you, some people who don't 
see the world I do it. That's completely okay. Um, here's I'm here's I'm break it down for you. Um, we can we can agree that taxation is theft. That is a that is a universal law. That is something that I I I'm, I'm happy to talk to people about if they don't understand. Um, but there, there 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 is no consent into the government. Like I do not consent to them taking my money away. If I had the option not to, I would say no. Uh, they do not have the right to to the money that I make via income from my job, or anything else. Um, so it is seized from my check every single every single pay period, and it is taken against my will. So it is stolen from me essentially. So for all those people out there who say this is criminal, this is unpatriotic, that this should that this needs to be stopped. Look, avoiding theft is not a bad thing. If you can stop a thief from taking your wallet, how is that a bad thing? If I can figure out a way for the government to not take my money every two weeks, that should be celebrated. Do we do we look at a situation where someone's being held at gunpoint and whenever they figure out a way to to, to not pay taxes or, or, or to, not, to not be robbed at that point, do we look at them and say, oh, well, man, that's just being selfish, dude. He's probably he's probably gonna use that money for a good cause. He's gonna go he's gonna go feed feed the homeless with that money. Uh, no, that never happens, and nobody nobody willingly pays the full amount of taxes. Uh, you can be a progressive, you can be a commie, it doesn't matter. Uh, everybody pays as little as possible, and that's okay, and you shouldn't be ashamed about it. But if you do that, and then you go out there to the to these billionaires and to every, anybody else who avoids taxation. And criticize them and call them unpatriotic and selfish. Uh, cell phone, shut up, uh, and uh, uh, sit sit down. It, it, it's stupid, and well, frankly, you're stupid. Um, that's all I had. I had one more thing. I don't know if you wanted to talk about anything. That's it. For me. So, um, so we have a little bit of a anniversary today. So um, today, eight years ago, uh, Glenn Greenwald broke the Edward Snowden story. Those of you who don't know, I've mentioned Edward Snowden many, many times on this show. Man is a national treasure. The man is a hero. He should be. Um, look, if you're gonna build statues about, if you look, if you're gonna build statues to anybody, it should be to this this man. Um, those of you who don't know, quickly brief Edward Snowden. He was contracted out to work for the CIA and the NSA and the NSA, um, doing um, computer programming work into doing spying work. Um, basically helped create and was involved in the apparatus um, that the NSA and CIA was using under the Patriot Act to spy on American citizens, to collect metadata and to listen in on conversations, get phone records, all illegal, all clear violations of of your Fourth Amendment right um, to unreasonable seizures and um, searches. he he broke the story eight years ago, and um, as a result of that, had to flee, um, and now he's basically living in exile in uh, Russia, which, you know, I don't I don't I don't hate Russia the country, but it's not exactly the nicest place to live sometimes for Americans, uh, just because of the of the heated um, political um, divide there is right now. Um, but I, I think there's there's sometimes where um, where. You know, he's been in exile for eight years now because they broke the story and immediately afterwards um, they went looking for him and he had to hide and he's been in hiding ever since. Um, he, he comes out and does 
speaking engagements and addresses the public. Um, I, I always tell people to go back and look at, there was an interview he did on, I think it was Vice News, right as the COVID pandemic began to break out in China, started to trickle into the United States, and he basically gave the 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 warning for, hey, if you allow government and you allow these people to build these these tracking systems, you allow them to shut down businesses, you allow them to take all this power, uh, you you set the precedent and you set uh, the expectation for this to be the norm whenever everything whenever anything of a, of a tragedy happens, and especially when it comes to um, the surveillance that like countries like South Korea use on their citizens, where they were tracking everybody's cell phones so they can know who you're in contact with. Uh, that's that's very extremely dangerous um, games you're playing right there, and, and and the technology and the and the infrastructure that's built for that. It only takes one bad dude to t- to turn the key, and it's game over. Right, the system's already in place. The same thing he said with 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 the the NSA and the CIA's programs is that you have this infrastructure in place. All it takes is just one bad dude. Um, he get there's many examples given. You know, some people would say that. Hey, I don't want Obama in charge of this, or that, or I would want Obama in charge of this, but not Trump. Well, you can't have this both ways. Yeah, this is this is why government power is extremely dangerous. Because true, you may not have an, an issue with Donald Trump having all these um all this all these powers when it came to the coronavirus or anything else, but now you got Joe Biden, and all that power you gave Trump, Joe Biden's got now. Um, if anybody wants to know, his book, Permanent Record, is is one of the best books I read last year. Uh, hands down, it's his autobiography, telling his story. Uh, it, it's fantastic. Um, and he's, you can you can listen to him on, he's been on Rogan two or three times. Uh, just a fascinating guy and some someone that should be, I'm, I, I hate the hero worship stuff, but some guy, someone that we, that people should look up to as someone who said, I'm not going to stand idly by while tyranny and while illegal activities from the, the the trusted government that we all hold up um, is spying and, and violating their the rights of everybody. I, I've also seen the opposite of that, too, where you have uh, so-called conservatives who will attack uh, Edward Snowden as, well, he was just some nobody at the NSA. I really don't care if he was scraping gum off the linoleum tiles and he found a flash drive on the ground that fell out of someone's pocket and had all this information on it. I don't care if he stole it from the servers. I really don't care how he got it. Uh, he exposed the truth. He exposed the evil that was being done in our name, in our, quote, protection, and he exposed their lies. And if you are arguing that, well, he shouldn't have done it, he shouldn't have done it, he, he should have wanted to go the chain of command, do you really think because they have a whole whistleblowing process at the NSA. you, you got to go up the chain of command. Do you really think that if he went up the chain of command that they would have allowed this information to come out? Heck no. There is no way that the NSA is going to incriminate itself because of what it's doing. There's no way. I mean, you just look how James Clapper reacted when he was asked about this. Well, not wittingly. Openly purging himself in front of Congress, and he's still around. He's not sitting in jail somewhere. He's not. He's not. He's not in exile in Russia. Yeah. Meanwhile, Snowden's in Russia. So I, I really don't care if he was scraping gum or or, or uh, cleaning toilets at the NSA. I really don't care what he was doing. He did the right thing, and he's a hero for it. He's a patriot. That's yeah. what patriotism is. Well, a, a good way that I always 
um, judge or not judge people, but uh, but I get a gauge of, of of how they view the government, how they view freedom. Is I'll ask him point blank: Snowden, hero, hero, or villain, or villain, and and that's all. That's that is a good litmus test for people to get a, a one answer. If they say villain, that's all you need to know. Um, because clearly. If you say villain in this situation, you are shilling for the government, and you're saying leading into the proper channels to do you're this. You're taking the side of James Clapper. Taking that, yeah, exactly. You're doing that. Um, Glenn Greenwald, who I who I adore, um, is the one who actually broke the story. You can go. Um, I think it's called Citizen Zero. Is is a documentary they shot while they were writing the story, and the first time that um, Snowden reached out to 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 Glenn. Um, you can go watch the whole thing on YouTube. I think it's free on YouTube, um, but it's fantastic. Um, he uh, he he was doing a bunch of articles and and talks that he did in uh, in, in reference to the to the anniversary of them breaking the story. Uh, he had this to say. He said, "An administration that exiles Edward Snowden for revealing illegal domestic spying and imprisons Julian Assange for exposing war crimes and production." corruption by the u.s political leaders and their allies has zero credibility to denounce others for the abusive of dissonance and human rights look u.s government joe biden trump donald trump barry bush all these guys every, everyone involved in the government if you're gonna lock up snowden for exposing your sins to the world and you're going to imprison Julian Assange and try him under treason for exposing your war crimes and your crimes against humanity? If you're going to do that, then I want to hear your moral posturing about anything else. I don't care what it is. Race? Any, I, I don't care. You have no moral standing. And that's why I don't take these idiots seriously and why you shouldn't either. If, if, if you're going to imprison these two people... And Ross Soldiers again. It's like you, you, you can think. Go, go, go ahead and throw Ross in there as well. If you're going to imprison these people and you're going to try them as criminals, treasonists, you know, um, the 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 Espionage Act, which is what they're trying to get Snowden under, uh, he he's a dead man walking if the U.S. catch him. Assange the same way. So if you're going to take these people and hold them in prison and try them as criminals, when whenever the real criminals, the James Clappers of the world, the Bill Crystals of the world, they get to walk free. The, the Bushes, the Obamas, the Trumps, they get to walk free no problem after doing what they did. I, 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 don't, I don't take you seriously. You're a crime and you're a crook, just like you always was. Just, just, like, just, like, just like you always have been. Ross Olders also did a good um, interview for for like for like the uh, Bitcoin conference. It was it was his first phone interview since he's been uh, imprisoned. Kind of kind of kind of chilling um, to hear a guy that's you know holding up sounds like he's holding up pretty good. Well, I think it's gonna be the show. Um, hope to hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy, it, consider following us on Twitter. You can also share us money on Patreon and get the show a day early. Um, you can also buy a cool Outrun Status T-shirt. And uh, check out my Substack. I haven't written on there in a while. I don't know when the next article will be out, but um, I'm thinking of some stuff. You're cooking something up. Cooking something up. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Be sure to um, hey, look. The best way to get the show out there is to tell your friends. Um, shoot us a shoot us a, a rating on um, 
on Apple if you have it. Also, hit, hit, hit that follow button on Spotify. It's a great way to get all the episodes. Um, but yeah, seriously, word of mouth is how the best way this thing can spread. And if you if you love liberty and uh, this is this is what you're passionate about, um, this is the best way to do it. Just to get, get get the message out there. Hope you guys enjoy it. We will be back here on Monday with a brand new episode. Take Listen, it uh, easy.